Hello, hello, and welcome to The Fierce Life with me, your host, Conceita Thomas. In today's show, we are going to take a deep dive into the topic of self-sabotage, how to recognize it, and how to get on the path to stopping it. So if you have set weight loss goals before, you find that you take some action, then you stop or you can't get yourself to keep going, or you intend to do one thing and you do the exact opposite, then this is definitely, definitely the episode for you. We're gonna get into how that happens, why that happens, and then how to begin to take your power back. So this is definitely a pen and paper episode. Jam out to the show tunes, get out your pen and paper, meet me on the other side of the music. Welcome to The Fierce Life, presented by Conceda Thomas. This podcast is designed to give you the food and fitness strategies, tools, and inspiration that you need to create sustainable results without making the process a second job. You will save the mental and emotional energy that's normally drained by this process and instead use that energy to live your most fierce life. Hello, welcome to episode 102, where we are going to dive deep into a meaty topic, self-sabotage. We talk a lot here about food. We talk a ton about fitness. We even talk about process and how to automate and make things easier so that you can truly live your most fierce life, right? Look fierce, feel fierce, just have everything in life be fierce. But the truth is, is that if we don't talk about address, recognize, and get on the path to stopping self-sabotage, then truly all of this knowledge, all of the tips, all of the hacks will really not help us as much as they could because we have to get out of our own way in order to in order to allow any of that stuff to be effective for us. So this is an episode that has been a long time coming. Um, It's a meaty topic. I don't know if I'll be able to do it complete justice in one episode. We may come back. This is one that I see possibly even being a series inviting um, clients and even some therapists in on the conversation because this one is deep and it really, really matters. So you guys let me know. You guys can Let me know on social media and inside the support group if you want to hear more about this topic after this episode. But I have a feeling that this will just be scratching the surface. And we're going to break it up into um, segments, too. Because, again, it's very meaty. I think this is probably one of the meatier topics that I've ever tackled here on the podcast. It's something that I talk to clients about individually. But let's get into it. Let's see how this goes. First of all, the first thing we want to talk about is what self-sabotage actually is, because it's very easy for us to do it and not even recognize it, not even recognize it as self-sabotage, for us to be self-sabotaging and to think that we have a different problem, that maybe we need more skill, we need more resources, we need more support, we need more time, and the truth may just be that we may need to just not not have more of anything, but to have less getting in our own way. So self-sabotage by definition is when one part, and there are many definitions, but I found this one on, I think this was on psychology today, when one part of your personality acts in conflict with another part of your personality. And I picked that definition because I think that definition 
definition really gets to the root of the problem. The just standard dictionary definition was to intentionally destroy one's own plans, which is technically what self-sabotage means. But as I mentioned earlier, I think many times we don't intentionally, or definitely not consciously and intentionally, to de destroy our own plans. But I do believe that the second definition is much, much, much more powerful and speaks to the root of the problem, which is that one part of our personality, usually the subconscious, is acting in conflict with another part of our personality, the conscious. This is how we can decide that 2019 is our year, we're going to lose weight. We come up with this plan, we write it down week by week what's supposed to happen, and then still I'll face first into multiple bowls of chips and queso because our subconscious and our conscious are not acting in concert. Actually, they're acting in conflict. So self-sabotage, though, takes on many, many different forms. It's not one size fit all, fits all, and it's not always easy to recognize. For instance, I know that I have personally suffered from this form of self-sabotage. Number one, making things harder than necessary. And I call this like coming up the rough side of the mountain unnecessarily and on purpose, right? It's one thing to maybe not have certain resources. It's one thing to maybe not have um, some knowledge or it's one thing to not have uh, certain types of support, but it's a whole other thing to have all of those things and not use them or to not leverage them. That is a form of self-sabotage that we often don't recognize as self-sabotage. Um, another form of self-sabotage is refusing help. So it's kind of a cousin of the first one, right? Making things harder than necessary, refusing help. So maybe you're trying to get to the gym more regularly or you're trying to work out more regularly and someone says, oh, you know what? So our kids get along so well. I know you're, you're trying to work out. If you want to, like, I can just keep your kid and they, they can play with my kid after work, you know, a couple times a week. So you can get to the gym and you're like, oh, no, that's okay. Now, some of you may be listening to this and thinking if anyone even said anything remotely similar to that, I would jump on the chance. But, and, but sometimes we don't, right? Or maybe even as simple as someone, your, maybe your husband says, oh, I can pick up the kids today after school. And you know good and well, you can use that time to do something else, but maybe it's just such a part of your routine or for whatever reason you say, oh no, I'm okay. So refusing help. If you find yourself saying to offers of assistance, oh, I'm okay. Oh, I can just do that. Then that's refusing help, right? And that is a form of self-sabotage. Another form of self-sabotage, Lord knows, can we bow our head and pray? <laughs> because this is one, you guys, this is going to be a transparent episode too. This is one that I could say I was really, really bad at. I can't say I'm completely delivered from it, but I am highly aware and actively working to, to eliminate from my life. And that is procrastination. Guys, I didn't even know that procrastination was self-sabotage, okay? But you know, if, you're, if you are um, practicing this form of self-sabotage, if you had time on Friday to go get the groceries, right? You had an open, open, wide open block of time where you could have gone and 
to get the groceries. And you know that having the groceries in the house before Sunday night is critical to your success with figure-friendly eating. But you also have some open time on Saturday morning. You know you have some open time on Saturday evening. And there's also some open time on Sunday morning. So technically, you don't have to take advantage of that open block of time on Friday because there are other opportunities. So you put it off. Not because you're busy. Not because you have something else to do. Not because you're going to be particularly productive or even rest during that time you just put it off to later because there's a space where you could do it later but the problem becomes that maybe you do the same thing again later or the problem becomes that when later comes now there's something urgent that must be done and passing up that earlier opportunity is now a problem so procrastinating not doing things that could be done now for no good reason other than because you feel you'll have time later. That's a huge sign. That's a huge form or that's one of the manifestations. That's one of the ways that self-sabotage plays out in our lives. And, and it, it hurts us. And I see this a lot. I see this a lot in myself. I see this a lot in coaching. It's kind of like, hey, well, why didn't you get that done? Oh, well, I just knew I'd have time. But what happened was later, right? So I'm going to leave that one alone. You guys can tell I'm passionate about that one. Another way that self-sabotage plays out is perfectionism. There was someone I knew, um, I still know, who um, would have a project to do and it would be done, but she would tinker with it and tinker with it and tinker with it some more and tinker with it some more until the deadline would pass. And then she'd have to ask forgiveness and mercy to be able to turn it in later. And it'd be so late, but it would be a work of perfection. And consequently, she would get less credit because it was so late. Or sometimes she would be denied the opportunity to hand it over because it was so late. And we, there was a group of us, we used to joke with her all the time that like, gosh, yeah, it is a work of perfection, but like for the amount of credit you got for it, you probably could have gotten even more credit if you had turned it in when it was initially done and due, because it was already good. But sometimes we do this in our weight loss journey as well, right? So if we can't, you know, if we can't do the one hour workout that's hardcore with barbells, at the particular lifting gym, then we, 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 we don't, we will reject the 20 minute from home workout that would give us great results if we just did that often, right? So perfectionism, that is one way that self-sabotage shows itself. And then the other one that's even sneakier and the final one that I'll cover in this episode is negative self-talk. Negative self-talk where we say things like, I know this is probably not gonna work, or I don't wanna get my hopes up, but. Basically, it's where we convince ourselves that our actions don't matter, that our actions don't create our results and our reality, and where we really discourage ourselves. We do the opposite, right? Instead of encouraging ourselves, we discourage ourselves from taking action and definitely from taking consistent action with 
thoughts that become words or sometimes so i mean i've heard it said out loud where people have said to me well i know this probably won't work and they're talking about themselves but it starts internally first and we just convince ourselves that nothing's going to make a difference nothing is going to work so these are all the ways that self-sabotage shows up or these are some of the ways i'm sure there are more but these are the ways that we're going to cover so now that we've gone through like what self-sabotage is we've talked about how it shows up the question becomes now are you now aware of some ways in which you self-sabotage so now that we know what self-sabotage is we know how to recognize it the question becomes why do we do this and how can we stop? And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Coaching Club. Coaching Club is my group coaching program. It's a monthly membership where you can get all of your workouts programmed and planned for you. Full follow along workout videos so that you are working out right alongside me. Access to a database of over 100 figure friendly meal ideas and growing every single month and camaraderie, support, and access to a coach every single day. That's just the tip of the iceberg of what you get in Coaching Club, but I think you get the point. And for a limited time, you can try out Coaching Club for yourself for one week at no risk by claiming your one-week free trial. Head over to ConcitaThomas.com slash trial. That's ConcitaThomas.com slash trial to claim your one-week free trial of Coaching Club. Right. Why do we do this? And how can we stop? So one of the one of the reasons why we self-sabotage is because there's a mismatch between our expectation and our desire. And I'll say that again. There's a mismatch between our expectation and our desire. And this is something that I've dealt with in my personal life. And it's something that I see very often in coaching women to lose weight. There's a mismatch between our expectation and our desire. And I'll just give you one example of this with a client, and this is a happy ending story, right? It, it, ended, it ended well for her, particularly because she did some of the things that we'll talk about and how to stop self-sabotage. But I think it's just, it really, really draws, it really, really paints the picture so well. So when there's a mismatch between our expectations and our desires, it's like, I want to lose weight. I want to fit in this size. I want to have a fit athletic body. I want to be able to keep up with my kids. I want to eat well so that I feel better. However, my past experience or the experience of others I know and, and that are close to me or that I am linked to don't reflect that desire, right? No one I know has what I want. I've never had what I want. So based on history, based on my experience, I don't really expect it, but goodness gracious, I want it, right? Maybe you can identify with that. But I had a client back when I owned a brick and mortar studio and we used to do the, what's called the gene drop challenge. So basically you would pick your goal, you pick a goal set of genes, right? somewhere between one size, two sizes smaller, right? And you would work over a period of time, normally around eight weeks, to fit into those genes. So the goal was to drop a gene size or two during this challenge. We'd focus on our food, we'd focus on our workouts, 
and we'd have periodic check-ins where we had daily accountability around the actions, but we'd have periodic check-ins where you try on the jeans and see how the fit has changed since the last time you tried them on. Well, this particular client um, was a mom. She had had at this point three babies and she really wanted to get back into a particular size, right? But she just didn't know if she could. The babies were a couple of years old. She had been trying um, and she just didn't know if that would be a reality for her. But goodness gracious, that's really what she wanted. And she told me her goal. We talked about what she had been doing in the past, what she was willing to do during the challenge. And she asked me whether or not her goal was realistic. And I told her, based on what she was sharing, her goal was definitely within reach, definitely realistic. And even if it didn't happen in the specific eight weeks, if she just kept going beyond that, eight to 12 weeks, I could see no reason why it would not happen for her. And she did the work. She signed up. She showed up every day. She stayed accountable. She did not miss a check-in. Goodness gracious, she was the, the picture of consistency. And when we went to try on the jeans, we do a jean shopping trip as well, but she tried on her jeans, her jeans fit, and in celebration, we would go on a jean shopping trip where I take them to um, a, a particular jean store that had like fit specialists and all different types of jeans to really just make sure that anybody would look good in their jeans, right? Not just a go grab them off the shelf, shelf type situation. They had people there to um, make alterations, etc. So we would go to a place like that and then go out to eat in celebration of having completed this challenge. And so she fit her gold jeans and she was kind of surprised by that. But then when we went shopping to get the new pair of jeans in celebration of the accomplishment, like she just looked really strange when she came out of the dressing room. She looked amazing. She looked like she was about to tear up. And I asked her what was wrong. And she said, I didn't believe it. And I said, you didn't believe what? Because at this point, the work is done. She's achieved the goal. I'm not even thinking about that. I didn't know what she didn't believe. She said, I did not believe it. And I said, what did you not believe? She said, when you told me that only doing what we decided on for me in this challenge and that amount of time that this goal was possible, I did not believe you. And I asked her, then why did you sign up and why did you do it? And she said to me, because I hoped you were right. I didn't believe you, but I hoped you were right. So in, 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 this, in this example, there was a mismatch between her expectations and between her desires. However, she had enough, she wanted it to be true. She didn't expect it to be true. She wanted it to be true. And she was willing to go out on a limb to find out if it was true. So that's the perfect segue into how do we stop self-sabotage? We know what it is. We know how to recognize it. How do we stop it? And I'm going to say this. There are other um, reasons why we self-sabotage besides mismatched expectations and desires. But the one that I have in mind is so very meaty that I really do believe we're going to come back on this. We're going to come back with another episode. And I'm going to ask a therapist to join me. But let's just go with mismatch expectations and desires. And then how do we stop that? Like, how do we stop that? So I've got five solutions for you. Number one is self-reflection. And in self-reflection, 
really look into what has been the theme. If you've been trying to lose weight for a long time and you've been actually putting effort towards it, but it air quotes never works, what has been the theme? What specifically is not working? What about the process is not working? What about the approach is not working? And one of the things that I want to give you as a sub bullet point under that one is begin to let go of how you see yourself. Be open to a different perception of yourself. And here's what I mean by that. In my self-reflection, one of the things that I realized about myself was that I identify as a person who I am the queen of workarounds. You guys know that from food stuff, right? But part of being the queen of workarounds means I'm also, I'm like that beyond just how to find a way to eat the foods that I like that are in a way that still makes it figure friendly and where I can still get results, right? I don't have to choose between the food I like and the results I want, I'm able to find a workaround. But I identify as a person who is always able to find a workaround no matter what, right? That is part of, that is a characteristic of mine that I identify with strongly. I see myself as a person that will find a workaround no matter what, right? So if I have to go around, under, over, through, I will find a way to the goal. However, what I realized in just unraveling this for myself when it comes to self-sabotage was that I need to be more, I need it, and I'm not saying that you do, I need it to be more open to things not being hard, right? I need it to be more open to things not being hard. If there was a more direct route, if I didn't have to go over, under, around, and through, then I, I didn't have to. And I, I needed to be open to not having to go over, around, under, and through and embracing more ease, right? Being willing to embrace ease. And that was something that I discovered during the self-reflection part of overcoming self-sabotage and realizing that there were places where I could embrace more ease where I wasn't opened up a whole nother path for me right and 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 i'm not saying that you have to take the easy way out but i'm saying again that there is no metal given out for going up the rough side of the mountain so if you don't have to and you have access to a smooth path then go up it i'm not saying that that's what you're going to find during your self-reflection but self-reflection to see why things are not working which things exist is a very powerful first step. Number two is making small changes so that you don't trigger internal resistance, right? Making small changes so that you don't trigger internal resistance. So what that would look like is, again, going along with this theme, let's say that you're someone who, you're like me, right? You identify as someone who can get it done no matter what, but as a result, you're making things harder than they need to be. One small change may be, I'm going to order groceries. So you may side-eye yourself at first and think, but I can walk. There's no need for me to do that. That just, okay. But does it help you to embrace ease so that you can use that energy, that force, that I'll make a way out of no way energy somewhere else where it's needed so that you're not worn out before you even get out the starting blocks. Number three is make changes easier to continue. 
make changes easier to continue. So this is very important if you're someone who always has a really strong start and maybe you have a really strong start because you know, you're excited, you'll do all the meal prep, you'll show up at the gym, you'll do two a days, but then it always fizzles out. So that's a sign that the changes that you're implementing, although you can use that initial activation energy and get it done, they're not easy to continue and you need to make them easier to continue. Number four, <laughs> let go of attachment to the outcome and place a high value on the process. I'm gonna say that one again because this is something that I encounter a lot when, when coaching. Let go of attachment to the outcome and place a high value on the process. Sometimes we, we self-sabotage so quickly because we've been trained to keep our eye on the prize and in reality, when we're working on something that's going to take a while and that, we're, that where we're going to experience dips and turns and bumps in the road, it's more valuable to keep your eye on the process, right? Because if we think about this, if every other day we're hopping on the scale, if every other day we are taking out the measuring tape and trying to see what has changed and we're not getting that positive feedback, it's very easy to sink back into procrastination, right? Well, this, you know, I'm doing all this and, you know, this is all I got from it. I may as well wait. I don't have to do as much. It's easier to fall victim to perfectionism. Well, I've been, you know, walking every day and I'm not losing any weight. Let me go ahead and just go straight to two-a-days because I have to make something happen, right? So again, when we are so attached to the outcome, we tend to devalue the process and the process is really what gets us to the outcome. And then number five, and this is why my client who had a mismatch between her desires and her expectations, which is a hallmark of self-sabotage, was still able to reach her goals is because she did number five, which is get accountability with the whole process, right? So maybe she did, I don't know if she successfully let go of attachment to the outcome. I don't know if she in that moment had a consciousness of placing a high value on the process but what she did was she put herself in an environment i.e the challenge she got accountability i.e me her coach to keep going with the process regardless of the outcome and in the end it worked she got exactly what she wanted so i said this was going to be a meaty episode it definitely was there's a lot in here and there's still a lot more to say, which is why this conversation, we will probably come back and talk about this some more, depending on what you guys tell me though. If you guys tell me, you know what, Katita, this is too much. Let me just see a therapist. I don't want to talk about this. Then <laughs> There won't be a, another episode. But if you guys are here for this conversation and you want to talk about it more, then we will definitely go into it some more. So again, just to recap, we're talking about how to recognize and stop self-sabotage in your weight loss journey. First thing is knowing what it is. Second thing was recognizing the different ways that it manifests. We said making things harder than necessary, refusing help, procrastinating, falling victim to perfectionism, and negative self-talk. We said that one of the reasons why we self-sabotage is because there's a mismatch between our expectations and desires. And finally, if we want to ever get on the path to stopping self-sabotage, we have to self-reflect figure out really what's at the root of it for us and address that. 
we have to make small changes along the way to change that behavior so that we don't trigger internal resistance because overhauls always trigger internal resistance. We need to make our changes easier to continue. So that's a little embracing ease and automation and then let go of attachment to the outcome and place a high value on the process because the process is ultimately what will determine the outcome. And finally, get some accountability because this will get tough, it will get messy, it will feel like you're playing with yarn and you're starting to get tangled and having accountability could be your compass. That can be the thing that, that helps you like see a way out and not just spin your wheels with this. So your fierce follow-up today, should you choose to accept, is to just identify the ways that you self-sabotage. Where do you see or how do you see self-sabotage manifesting in your life? Is it procrastination? Is it making things harder than necessary? Refusing help? Perfectionism? Negative self-talk? What is it? And really, that's the only, only follow-up I have for you today because the thing I know for sure is when you, when you recognize what is going on, recognizing it is not the only solution, but I do know that you solve 0% of the problems that you don't recognize, and the first step to solving it is recognizing it. So if you've listened this far and it's been a long one, then that means you found this valuable. So please do remember to share this out on social media. If you've got something to say, you want to let me know what you think about this episode. We have those conversations inside of our support group. You can join that by just going to conceitathomas.com slash become a fierce friend. The support group is totally free. Also, if you want to see the show notes for this episode, just go to conceitathomas.com slash EP102 as an EP102. And then finally, whichever podcast platform you're listening to this podcast on, remember to subscribe to the podcast so you will be notified when the next episode goes live. That's all I have for you this time, fierce friend. Until next time, stay fierce. You're ready to master your motivation, keep your head in the game, and get the results that you deserve. And I have just the thing to help you boost your mood and wrap yourself in motivation every single day. Visit the Conceda Thomas Apparel Shop today to get your motivational tanks, tees, and mugs. Be sure to use the promo code FIERCEFRIEND for a discount on your first order of $25 or more. You can visit the shop at conceitathomas.com slash apparel. Are you sick and tired of starting over when it comes to your healthy eating? Have all your failed attempts got you wondering why you can't seem to stick to anything long enough to get results and definitely not to keep results? Listen, it's not you. It's the diet. Giving up your favorite dishes just to lose weight doesn't last. And force feeding yourself food that isn't even culturally familiar just because some guru said it would help you get results is a setup for failure. When you are ready to get real results eating the foods that you already love, it's time to schedule your eating audit. Let me help you discover the tiny tweaks you need to make to get results from the foods you already eat every day. No more diets, no more falling off the wagon, just real lasting results with food you're actually going to be happy to eat after you reach your goal. Schedule your eating audit today at conceitathomas.com audit. 
Hurry up, our introductory promo rate won't last forever, so schedule your audit now. If you've been wishing for fitness wear that was so comfortable that you would never want to take it off, yet fashionable enough to actually wear out for a night on the town, then you've got to check out my friends and sponsor Blessed Bodywear. Guys, they've got the goods. Once you try their squat pants, no other pants will do. I promise you, they're my absolute favorite. Visit blessedbodywear.com today and use promo code NOFUSS, N-O-F-U-S-S, to save on your order. 